there and I had a blast. I loved seeing all those exotic strangers speaking in tongues new to me. They treated me kindly, and not a single one of those Yankees had horns. That New York trip gave me hitchhiking fever, and by the age of 26 I had thumbed enough miles all across America to circle the globe five times. I lived in several major U.S. cities, and those I met often called me Reb or Alabama. I didn't mind that they didn't let me forget where I came from, and most spoke in tones of affection. I am now 45, and I have a deep need to better understand what it is to be a Southerner, because my father, who I love more than anyone on earth, fell dead in our garden last summer while planting peas. He was my best friend, and I admired him. I loved him with all my heart. In my eyes, he embodied the South. It's been said that Southerners have a legacy of feeling a bit inferior since we lost the Civil War. I don't doubt that. My childhood fears of Sherman were still audible, echoes of that war. The pain from old war wounds is still alive in Southern memory, and no wound is deeper than the one inflicted by Sherman's march to the sea. Along a path sixty miles wide and nearly three hundred miles long, from Atlanta to Savannah, 62,000 Union soldiers burned and plundered much of what stood in their way. Crushed the South's determination and pride, the general reasoned, and it would fall to its knees. The rebels would lose the will to fight, and the Confederacy would crumble, making a national hero of Sherman. I also believe that, as a result, many of us Southerners have a great need to make something of ourselves. Our ancestors were poor and uneducated, but most importantly, they were defeated. I think this is especially true for us Southerners who are part Native American, because that race, like African Americans, has been defeated twice. My father, in fact, never showed any pride at all in being part Cherokee, till after I became the first person in modern history to walk 900 miles along the Trail of Tears. I realize that I may sound a bit egotistical here, but frankly, the idea for the journey came more from a need to prove something to myself and honor my ancestors than it came from courage or nobility. My father was a living link with the past, but he also saw the future. The South is changing, he would tell me. Get yourself an education so you don't have to be a carpenter like me and your grandpa and your great-grandpa. Do something where you can use your mind and don't be afraid to take a chance if it's something you believe in. And have fun with it, or you'll get old before your time. He was pleased when I graduated from the University of Alabama and decided to become a writer, though no one in all our generations in the South had done such a thing. Daddy could read and write, but putting words on paper frightened him. Still, it didn't stop him from believing in me as a writer. When Daddy died, I wondered where I'd get the strength to go on. His faith in me had been my inspiration. He had pushed me into the future. He had shown me how to walk my own path, a path that led me all over the country, but somehow he must have known that path would eventually lead me back home. He never showed me much of what he was feeling, and I confess I used to go some lengths to get the closeness I craved. Sometimes I'd sneak up behind him at the barn where he thought he would be all alone. There he made up songs and sang them as he cracked walnuts on a big rock and ate them. 
Every time I heard him making up a song, it gave me a lift because I knew he was feeling carefree. I needed to find a way to get that close to Daddy again. I couldn't spy on him, but maybe I could walk his path to honor him. And there is no path that would lead me closer to Daddy, and closer to the heart of the South he embodied, than the path of Sherman's march. I found myself wondering about its impact. What stories about the Civil War have been passed from generation to generation to those who live along that once fiery route? What commonly held traditions hold Southerners together, and what traditions are changing? It seemed to me that if I could walk the path of the South's deepest wound, I could walk through the past and into the future. Then I could move on. That afternoon, I see that the seeds I planted a few weeks ago have begun to sprout in the garden. With them up and strong, I can leave the plants.